another week, another half hour or so with us, Sean McCabe and Shane Laurie. How are you today, Sean? Very well, thank you, Shane. On top of the world, actually, mate. On top of the world? Yeah, indeed. Top of the world. Well, on top of the world, been looking down ever since uh, Top Fuel came to town oh, here in Perth. Still, still on the massive still high. Still on the high. Absolutely. I think I told you the other day I'm still uh, deaf in one eye. Yep. Yep, that, that makes perfect sense, perfect sense. Um, yeah, look, uh, weekend in motorsport, last week in motorsport, so obviously Top Fuel are in Sydney. Um, there's been some rally around Australia, um, a heap of local events, um, which no one is still sending out press releases about. Um, lazy bastards. Um, and, of course, Formula One in Miami. How good was that? It was a pretty good race. I thought it was a terrific race. Great venue for it also. The the money they spent on making that fake harbour though. Wasn't that loose? Like it you didn't even see it on TV, so Oh yeah, I think there was probably during practice three I think they showed a little bit of it and they referred yeah. to it as the fake marina. But yeah, that was I mean it's just amazing, spectacular. And uh, you know, the way it was designed around the Hard Rock Cafe Stadium there in Florida, the home of the Miami Dolphins mm. in the NFL. The um the other big talking points of the week in the Formula One world was uh <coughs> Sir Lewis Hamilton. Yes, straight away I know who you're speaking of, yes. Um, rocking up to press conferences wearing a heap of jewellery in his, you know, I'm, I disagree with the rules, which both him and Toto have been screaming for rules to be applied evenly across the field. And, you know, like obviously there's been, obviously after Roman Grosjean's accident, there's been a lot of discussions around uh, certain things, and one of those was actually jewellery because by Grosjean's own admission, he had his wedding ring on, and, um, yeah, he got, got some extra burns because of that. Um, now, basically, FIA said, well, this rule's been around for 15 years. Yep. Um, we haven't really enforced it, but, you know, in light of events, we really do need to enforce it. No jewellery. No and by the way, make sure you're wearing FIA-approved underwear. Yes. Now, a lot of local races here in Western Australia will all admit that, yes, they're probably a bit naughty and they wear the unapproved underwear. Yep. But it's not flame retardant, so, you no, know. it's a bit cheaper. If, yeah. yep, if something was to happen, their uh, junk and bits and... You know, male or female, they're going to end up burnt. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. Well, yep. But, you know, the, the whole idea of those those rules is to stop that happening in the case of a fire. Um, but, of course, Hamilton took it upon himself to be the, you know, oh, this is discrimination against me. This well, is, well, you know. Well, he'd know, yes. Yeah, yes. you know, because he's got a couple of piercings, a nose ring. And, exactly. And that which you're... Uh, Titanium and welded in. <laughs> um, now, any other sport in the world, yeah, pretty much most sports, no, there's no jewelry. Like, no, it's just no, no jewelry, you know. And no. it is a 15 year old rule that you know. Yes, yes, they should be adhering to. They've been screaming for a fairness across the field because they, you know, poor old Mercedes, you know, they're always so hard done by, apparently. So well, apparently so, yeah. They've got what they want, and now all of a sudden they don't want that. 
Hamilton's off on his thing. Now, what was very interesting is that Sebastian yep. Vettel then wandered down the paddock in a pair of underwear. I saw that, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, I have to say, and I posted this up on the Behind the Sport yep. Facebook. Yep. I firmly believe that 99% of the media outlets got it wrong. Yep. Okay. It was not a protest against the FIA. I think it was just bringing attention to how stupid Lewis Hamilton is. Yeah. I reckon that might be just about right, Shane. Because you look at you look at how Vettel's behaved in the last, you know, you know, since he since he left Red Bull and, you know, and uh Ferrari and, you know, became more chilled out. You know, he's he's changed. And he has a more his his underlying personality that was hidden for many years has come out. And he's quite, you know, cheeky and does a lot of stuff tongue-in-cheek. Yes. And uh, I think for him to wear his undies on the outside was more of a dig at Hamilton than it was at the FIA because he hasn't come out and said anything. He hasn't said, yep, I'm protesting. He just wandered down the paddock in him, had a laugh, took him off and went about his business. Look, it's certainly... <laughs> I mean, it's probably only Sebastian could do it in, a, in that way yeah. and, and get away with it. But, yeah, look, I, I'd have to agree with you. It's, um, it, it was a, certainly a, um, a, a statement, and it was a terrific statement. We certainly get what he was getting at. Um, but, yeah, it's funny how we talk about the, the rule of uh, you know, no jewellery. And before we get to, to the, uh, that sort of thing about the rule... With jewellery, uh, are we talking about jewellery or Cartier? Because is there a rule for Cartier compared to jewellery, for instance? Don't use you such know? big words with me, mate. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, like jewellery is just jewellery, but Lewis wears Cartier, for instance. Yeah, look, you know, so you know, and, that, and that's the st- well, that is the stupidity of all, is because you know there's, you know, he's wearing big watches and stuff to protest. Yes, you know. And, I mean, that's obviously part of the ban. But the FIA came out and specifically reminded drivers about watches. So I don't yeah. know if that was because maybe Lewis thought he was going to go, well, I'm going to wear a watch and, you know, screw you, FIA. So they got ahead of him and reminded him that that's definitely part of the ban is the watches. Yep. Um, but it, it's just pathetic, like, absolutely pathetic. Well, indeed. And interestingly enough... Watching social media, where usually if you speak and say something out of turn about Hamilton, his fans are usually all over you telling you how much of a horrible person you are. Oh, absolutely. And what you should do with yourself. Yeah. It's never nice. <laughs> never nice or pleasurable unless you're a sadist. No, um, <laughs> and interestingly enough, the tide as it seems to have turned, and there's a lot of LH44 fanboy 315 accounts. Yep that are suddenly going, come on, just focus on racing. Like, what's the point of this? This is just stupid. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, look, you know, I get there's that. The, there's a big sentiment change against him, which is quite quite interesting. I think people have just had enough. You know, I think they're finally realising, you know, like him, his carry-on about the car being inferior. You know, this weekend he's, you know... He's always moaning because he, you know, oh, the, the engineers back at Brackley got it wrong. Well, this time they went, you make the choice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now it's still their fault. 
Indeed, yes. Oh, I shouldn't have been allowed to, to, you know, and and a lot of, you know, there's still there is still that core group that is still, you know, yep, it's all Brackley's fault. Yep. But there's more and more sentiment going against him, and I think it might be time for him to pull his head in, and maybe think this, think about his future. I think that's been coming for a while, but it's uh, it's funny how I think just with having the success that he's had, he's been allowed to not be corrected, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, he's been always outspoken about uh, Pirelli and their tyres, for instance, and yeah. how every Sunday uh, Pirelli lets him down. Um, you know, we've seen him uh, go on stage for presentations of trophies with political uh T-shirts on, for instance, or T-shirts with political uh, uh, writing on them. So uh, he's been he's been right out of touch, and of course now he's come back to the pack, and he's in basically uh, he's in a car that's not leading, and it's you know, and he's obviously looking for as many scapegoats as possible. Um, but I think you're right; the tide has turned in people looking at him and saying, "Well, you know, maybe it was the car that." that helps you to be what you will with the runs on the board that you have. And now you're Sir Lewis and uh, you're sort of a little bit beyond us. And you, you also look at, you know, like Sky Sports has been releasing, you know, they're, they're biggest Lewis Hamilton fans in the world. And, but interestingly enough, like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel to find people to stick up for him at the moment. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. Uh, some group of four people I've never even heard of before got a feature on the Sky Sports page as Sky Sports commentators. Yes. Um, yep. You know, giving the old, oh, you know, they need to give him a better car and, you know, like either they're getting paid a lot of money to say that or they really are scraping the barrel to find people that that want to actually support it. Um, you know, like you look at Vettel, you know, Vettel actually rocked up in a, in a T-shirt, which was a... a very cheeky dig at the you know global warming and yeah you know which he's very passionate about um you know but he and you know which was miami gp the first underwater grand prix yes um yes. yeah you know which i thought was quite brilliant yep um and you know the execution of it is that it's you know that's what he believes in yeah um he's not going to force anyone else to believe in it yes um you know it, He's highlighted it. If you believe it and want, if you want to jump aboard, cool. If you don't, that's your choice. Yeah. And that's the same as, you know, when you look at someone like Bubba Wallace over in NASCAR. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the way he went about getting NASCAR to fundamentally change the core of their whole organisation with the Confederate flag being banned at racetracks plus a whole heap of other things that he's, he's brought about within that organisation. But he hasn't stood there and rammed it down everyone's throats and told them, you have to do this, otherwise you're racist. Very, very good point. You know, yeah. and, and some people have said, you know, well, that's because, you know, and this is a very bad thing to say, you know, he knows his place. Well, no, Ooh, he's, yeah. he's very much doing it in a way that gets people to buy into it which, you know, that's management 101 is if you want people to do what you want them to do, you get them to buy into what you're doing first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Hamilton hasn't done that. No. He's no. some of the causes in that that he's he speaks up for, you know, could benefit greatly from someone like him. But unfortunately, you know, like when he when he started doing the, you know, getting down on one knee thing. Yeah. And then 
publicly slamming other drivers for not doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, some of those drivers had cultural reasons why they don't kneel. Yeah. So yep. that's actually been yeah quite intolerant against those people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and I think yeah, this last whole, you know, it's been well, the last five months, you know, of, of Hamilton's behaviour, you know, and people starting to actually wake up and see what's going on with him, and you know, hopefully, it might just vanish soon. Well, that look, I think his time is up. Certainly on the track, I agree with you. Uh, you know, when you're speaking about his off-track antics, and also his on-track performance is uh, is just not there anymore either. Nope. You know, when you look at, I mean, Gasly's outperforming. Sorry, not Gasly, but uh, even Bottas outperformed him in qualifying. Yep. Um, you know, I realised that obviously George Russell had a bit of a shocker in uh, coming in twelfth in qualifying, uh, but George fought his way up to fifth and actually overtook Lewis. Uh, uh, in the race to uh, come fifth with Lewis sixth. Yeah. And, um, of course, you know, the diehard fans and Lewis will tell you um, it's all because of strategy. Well, that's how Lewis won many races. Oh, indeed. Well, that's you right. Know? And yes. it's interesting, you know, when it's when another driver wins because of strategy, you know, they're, they're shunned. But when Lewis does it by strategy, it's because he's the GOAT. Isn't it true? Yes. Yeah. And, that, and that's, yeah, that's... I think that's that that I feel like I can see slowly changing, which is good. Yeah, indeed. And the comments he's been making back to the pits while he's racing, you know, about uh, you know his doubting the team's um, uh, strategy effectively yeah. um, before the race is uh, is seen out. You know, we're still seventy uh, percent uh, of the race done, thirty thirty percent to go, and he's questioning the team's uh, you know um, theories and. Tactics. Mm. But look, I think I think fifteen minutes talking about Lewis is enough. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yep. And the the results though, you know, the of the weekend, you know, Max Verstappen finishing up on top again. Um, Charles Leclerc, like Charles Leclerc, sorry, uh, in second with Carlos Sainz behind him. Um, and Sergio Perez, George Russell, and then, uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton. So, you know, um, a bit of a shame to see a few, few retirements and a few incidents. Yeah, there was indeed a few coming togethers. Uh, I realise, um, you know, Magnussen just retired through uh, the vehicle. But, yeah, Vettel, Gasly, Norris and uh, Zhao all coming together in a uh, couple Zou, of... Zou, um, Zou was actually a mechanical retirement. Oh, sorry. So. Yeah, okay, yes, yep. But uh, look, the other one is uh, I, I thought Esteban Ocon was probably the driver of the day, actually, when you look at uh, starting last... Or should I say, you know, he was obviously there was to the two um, uh, Aston Martins in the pits, starting from the pits, but effectively on the grid, Esteban Ocon started in last position and worked his way up to eighth, which I thought was a terrific effort. There again, taking the gamble was on it, the tyre. Was tire. it Esteban or Lance? Uh, no, well, I think uh, Lance actually Lance worked his way up from, from 10. Yeah, well, that, that's right. Well, both the Aston Martins started from the pit lane. Yeah, which, uh, which is with him the, and... With uh, the fueling uh, issue. Yeah, exactly. So Ocon's 
Yeah, yeah he's uh, with Alpine. So he started effectively, I guess, well, you'd say 18th, but uh, grid position 20 and working his way up to 8th. I thought it was a very good effort. Uh, Valtteri was uh, splitting both the uh, Mercedes at one stage, uh, but he slipped off the track and allowed uh, Lewis to get through, which I'm sorry he's very disappointed about given that um, he was effectively kicked out of his seat at Mercedes. <laughs> um, and he would have been nice. I'm sure he would if he could have uh, held on at least um, uh, Pip Lewis he would have been pretty happy with that, I'm sure. Uh, Daniel, of course, 13th. Uh, he'd be very disappointed with that. Uh, what can you say about McLaren? Apparently, apart from the fact that they, they had a shocker. Obviously, Lando didn't uh, finish the journey. And 13th. And I think from memory, uh, yeah, I mean, Daniel qualified in 14th. So he started the race in 14th. He, got, he think, got his about as high as 11th. But uh, Shelley got, slowly got uh, shuffled back again. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, in a, back in Australia, uh, Ryan Taylor secured first ever win in the Australian Off-Road Championship at the Pinkari Desert Dash. Yes. Uh, they're next off to Alice Springs for um, for the big one. Yep. Um, Gary, now I hope I spell his, uh, pronounce his last name right, um, Gary Bowyer, Bowyer Boyer um, from New South Wales, won the Victorian Grand Prix midget title. Well, well done. Um, so that title's crossing the border Ooh, and going up to New South Wales. Oh, at all. Um, and keeping on that uh, sort of level of speedway, the Dales for Speedway wrapped up their 2022 season with a caravan race. Yeah, now that would be loose. And uh, uh, Engine-powered caravans by chance? No, no, they're towed, <laughs> all towed. Um, oh, that'd be fun to see. Yeah, long-term member Jackson Baston actually took out the win, and apparently he's very well known around the club for his uh, you know, his uh, entries into those sort of events. Yes, um, as well as being a competitor across some other stuff. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, demo derbies and all that sort of stuff is a bit of a forte for him. So. Um, well done, Jackson. I can well understand that. Um, I think at the Perth Motorplex in the past we've had, I think it was called the uh, the Caravan Boat and Dunny uh, Demolition Derby. So you either towed a caravan, you towed a boat on a trailer, or you towed a portable dunny, like a, a little a little outhouse on the back of a trailer. That was a demo derby, always good value, the demo derbies. You just have to make sure that... Uh yeah, there's no tradies hanging no. out in those portaloos before you went out on track. No, indeed. And also that the portaloo was empty before you took it on track. <laughs> good point. Good point. Otherwise, somebody might get a nasty little surprise. <laughs> now, uh, top fueler in Sydney. Yes. Um, bit of a uh, bit of an unfortunate incident with. Um, with one of the teams at the start line. Yeah, Phil Reed, that's the uh, Jim Reed Racing uh, team. Yeah, yeah, disappointing. But um, um, everyone, you know, like I mean, one one crew member had to go to hospital just for some uh, treatment on the shoulder and burns. Um, but all the others got checked up and, you know, they've all, all walked away from it, which yep. absolute testament to the safety that, you know, oh, motor, you know. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, when you see that those uh, engines are, you know, basically supported by straps and uh, effectively Kevlar cases, bulletproof cases to uh, to keep all the shrapnel in inside, encased in it, should anything go wrong. Uh, but yeah, look, really uh, 
a good news story in the end. Terrible that it happened. I know it would have scared many, many of the spectators. They would have yeah. seen the injured person on the ground. It would have been uh, a terrifying sight. Yeah, because um, it, yeah, it all happened in the live broadcast as well. So, yeah, exactly. Um, Chad Nalon was yep. actually on the start line and it happened just behind him. And yep. you know, as, the, as the footage cuts away, you can see the crew member on the ground. And I have to say, a big shame to Seven News Australia and all those other idiot outlets. Oh, wasn't that terrible? You know, with their, you know, um, how they handled it all and over-sensationalised it. Like, it, it was a horrible accident. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But again, go back to it, ball sports in Australia are much more deadly and dangerous than oh, motorsport. Yes, yes. So start reporting on that shit instead of talking about this. Oh, look, absolutely. And I think one of the worst things I actually saw, um, and I uh, thing I actually saw it, it was it said that uh, crew member fighting for life in hospital. Yeah, and there's a lot of crap. Completely wrong. Yeah, completely wrong. Uh, I mean, they took five people to hospital. Four of them were released within hours, yep. and the other one was just kept overnight. Yeah, uh, you know there was uh, there were completely over sensationalised. Very disappointing yep. of the uh, media outlets for that. Yep. Especially considering Seven actually promotes and televises the top fuel racing. You're very true. And they're actually doing a lot more within motorsports. So I think um, one hand needs to start talking to the other in that camp. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, tell the news people to pull their bloody heads in. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, let the coverage speak for itself rather than, you know, clickbait bullshit. That is exactly right, yes. Um, and also I think, um, uh, you know, if if you want to report on a Channel 7 broadcasted product or a product being broadcast by Channel 7, I think you need to lift your game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was the end results out of the top well, fuelers? Okay, well, what uh, basically we went through qualifying and uh, there was a – a few stoppages there in Sydney, so effectively they couldn't go through the finals, right. um, which was uh, disappointing but understandable. And that was to be um, Peter Jiberis, um and he was going to uh, be taking on Damien Harris, uh, which will be going ahead. Um, actually, uh, that'll yeah, that'll be going ahead in the uh, the next round, which is coming up at Heathcote in Victoria. So what we had is. Uh, after round three of the Australian uh, Top Fuel Championship, Damien Harris delivered a 377 with an eight at 526 kilometres an hour. So since they've been uh, racing down here with the uh, this particular season of Top Fuel Racing, they've been keen to see somebody get in the 37s. And it's Damien Harris all the way from Western Australia going over there to Sydney and coming home in first place. So he qualified the fastest from Wayne Newby with a 380 and a 3. Phil Amatina with a 382. And uh, Peter Jaberis a 383. A 384 there for Phil Reed, and a non-representative time of 968 there for Shane Olive. So yeah, Damien Harris from WA in first place, and uh, it's actually Peter Jabiris that set the uh, the Western Sydney Dragway track record. So he actually reset that Peter Jabiris with a 376 with an eight at 513.98 kilometres an hour. So very Nuts. impressive there. Yeah, a 3.76. Very, very fast. Peter Jabiris. Mm, actually, uh, 
um, I'd, I'd met his um, main media guy and photographer, Richard Smith, at um, at uh, the Motorplex, and he was actually back in town uh, at the Supercars. Uh, supercars. Of course, so, And yeah. I looked in and I said, I know you from somewhere. And he goes, you're a top fuelers. And then, yeah, so anyway, good old, uh, yeah, lovely guy. Um, now, coming up over the next uh, next three weeks in Western Australia. Yes. Um, this weekend, Collie Motorplex yep. is the uh, Ernie Hasty Memorial. Yes. Uh, saloon cars, Formula Racing, HQs, Excel, Street Cars, Improved Production, Formula Vs, Sports Cars, Sedans, Trans Ams. Uh, now, not the, the Trans Am when you Google Trans Am. Yes. TA2. Yes. Much more representative of what's actually racing. Yep. Uh, and modern, modern regularity and historic regularity. Yep. Uh, so that's over this Saturday, Sunday. Going to be cold and wet. I'm looking <laughs> forward to being out in the miserable rain covering that. Uh, weekend after is the Forest Rally um, down in Nanup. Um, 60 competitors have entered so far, I believe. Um, so that looks like it's going to be a good one. And then the weekend after that, Circuit racing back up at Wanneroo Raceway, um, two days of that. So, um, yeah, plus, of course, you know, the Woolparts Wednesdays at, uh, at the Perth Motorplex. There certainly um, is, yeah. And, you know, there's a few little smaller events happening here and there. Um, and, yeah, well, hopefully we'll um, keep an eye out for some, some interesting stuff around the place. And, of course, MotoGP returns to Le Mans. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Ripper Le Mans is some, uh, oh, some history in that particular track. And, of course, we've got uh, the Spanish Formula One Grand Prix coming up uh, on the 22nd of May from, uh, I think that's from Catalonia in Spain. And the week after that, the 29th of May, is Monaco. Yes, the Monte Carlo Formula One. Do you know where I'm going to go watch that from? Uh, probably your lounge room close to the TV. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's actually because it's on Sundays. So it's after the race meet, but uh, heading along to uh, the Crown Casino. Oh, very nice. Um, to the sports bar there in Perth. They've got a lovely setup with some Recaro racing seats in a, in a uh, box. Um, and that's where I'm going to plonk myself. Gee, that sounds um, after nice. After the race day and uh, have a have a couple of frothies and uh, watch the race. So Jeez. hopefully you won't fall asleep in the middle of it after being at the say, track all day. But um, going to say not. And so what is it? Just the just the one seat there, or is there a seat next to it? No, there's there's about uh, I think there's about twelve seats in the I was three, six, say, nine, twelve. Yeah, twelve seats. I think. So so with you and I, there'd be ten left. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be full this time, but uh, oh, that yeah, lovely, good. lovely gentleman there who actually runs the runs the bar there, uh, Peter. Um, we used to work together at the casino, and yeah, every every now and then he books it out, and we head on down, and it's um, yeah, it's something I, I recommend for any motorsport fan um, to check out. Is you know, there's nothing like watching you know some racing on a massive big screen in front of you uh, in some comfy chairs. With a few close mates, so sounds brilliant. Might have to uh, if we don't head over to Bathurst this year. Might have to actually. Maybe we should book it out for Bathurst and go, go sit there and watch Bathurst. That would be something special. <laughs> wow, seven hours of racing. That would be really, really special. I don't know if they'd let us have it for seven hours. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> seven hours of motorsport people drinking. But anyway, yeah. 
look, be, be worth the challenge. Indeed. Um, <laughs> pretty much wraps it up for this week. Um, good to see you again. And, um, yeah, look, bit of a project launching very, very soon. Um, thoroughly recommend everyone go check out the website, bwlms.io. Uh, it's a fantastic, oh, it's, and I'm being biased because it's, it's one of my projects. Um, it's uh, it's something we've been working on for a while uh, that's going to be really uh, helping to push motorsport and, uh, you know, m- help move us away from having to rely on people like Channel 7 and that to cover motorsport, um, but also to um, be able to give some young juniors a chance to get involved with motorsport at various options. Uh, and it's all going to be funded by you. So, oh. well, not you, Sean, but, you no, know. No, that's cool. You, yeah. yeah, there's 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 10,000 spots available for people to jump on and um, very, very cheaply and get involved with this project. And, uh, you know, we've got some wicked gifts and stuff lined up for people that uh, get on board early. So I'm um, very much looking forward to revealing more of that in a few weeks. Um but, yeah, if you jump onto that website, bwlms.io, and um, register your details, and when it comes closer, you'll be first to know all about it. Oh, the suspense, Shane, the suspense. Oh, I can't wait. Catch you next week. See you later, folks. Thanks. Thanks.